Good morning. We're just going to stand and sing um, just to get everybody in and get everybody settled. So um, please stand as we just um, start our worship. Good morning to you. Um, my name is Liz, and uh, I'll be leading this first part of this service here today. If this is your first time here, we especially give you a warm welcome. 
And if anybody needs any assistance, doesn't know where to go or what to do, please see Fox at the back. Fox, give us a little wave, and he will help you um, with what you would need. And we also give a special warm welcome to the friends and family of Karen and Elise, as today they go through the waters of baptism. And we know that this is a special service for both of you, and we look forward to hearing their stories a little bit later in the service. Could a little notice, could we just ask if you are going to take some photos this morning, could you just make sure it is just Elise and there are no other children within those pictures? That would be great. We also remember that today is the first Sunday of Advent and we thank the flower team for the display in the window. So as we start our service, I want you to turn to each other. There's lots of new people here. Um, just say hello, and during this time as well, we're going to take up our morning offering. So have a chat to those around you, and um, give them a welcome as well. Um, yeah. Thank you, Fox and his team, um, as they steward the offering. That's great. Let's just um, quieten our hearts and uh, let's pray before we start. Father God, show us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will listen to what God the Lord says, because he promises peace to his people. Father God, I want to thank you for each and every person here in this building today. We pray that they feel welcome and that they enjoy this service. We thank you for the money that has just been collected, and we pray that it will be used widely within, wisely within this church and in the wider community. We also want to spend some time and remember those that are unable to be with us today, those that are especially poorly, and we take a moment now and in the silence to lift their names and pray for their healing their situations and their family. Father, you have heard our prayers. You've heard those names and as we lift them to you and place them into your care until that they can be with us again. We pray for this rest of this service, for Karen and Elise, as they are obedient and follow your will here today. May this time be a real time of blessings and thankfulness for everyone. Amen. In Philippians 2 it says, Because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honoured him far beyond anyone or anything ever, so that all created beings in heaven and on earth even those long ago, dead and buried, will bow in worship before this Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he is the master of all to the glorious honour of God the Father. So let's stand and sing. Let's worship our Father God here this morning.
Romans 8, it says, the spirit that we received is not a spirit that makes us slaves again and causes us to fear. The spirit that we have makes us God's chosen children. And with that spirit, we cry out, Abba, Father. And the spirit himself speaks to our spirits and makes us sure that we are God's children. And if we are God's children, we will get blessings God has for his people. He will give us all that he has given Christ. But we must suffer like Christ suffered, and then we will be able to share in his glory. Let's stand, as keep standing as we sing, I'm no longer a slave.
that we can give up this fear that we have we are no longer a slave to fear and as we read in 1 John it says that you loved us so much and just shows how much you loved us we are called children of God and we really are your children thank you father amen please take your seats I'm going to hand over to Esther now for the next part morning good to see you all some of you know exactly what's going to happen today and some of you are like what on earth have I just come to right because you've not ever been here before so I'm just going to do a couple of minutes explanation about what's going to happen so that you have some idea okay so I think that last song basically just summed up what today's about right knowing that we are children of God and that fear doesn't have hold of us but that we are free children of God and that's what Karen and that's what Elise are going to be sort of giving testimony to today but here we go I just want to give you four points right that are going to help you understand what baptism is okay so the first point is literally we are going to get hold of Karen and Elise. We are going to put them in this pool and we are going to dunk them backwards into the water and lift them up again, right? That is the first thing about baptism. That's like literally what it is. Second thing is, because that's a bit weird on its own, but the second thing is, is that's what people who have chosen to follow Jesus do, right? So... As a type of church called a Baptist church, we believe in baptizing people who have made a choice to follow Jesus. So we don't baptize babies here because you can't really make much of a choice when you're a baby. But we do baptize people who have gone, do you know what? I want to make a choice to live my life following Jesus. And Elise and Karen have said that's what they're going to do. And so, but again, why does that need to involve being put underwater and back up again? Well, firstly, that's like, that's because Jesus got baptized, right? And one of the last instructions he gave to his followers was to make disciples, was to tell other people about what he's all about and to baptize them. So Elise and Karen are simply going to get baptized because that's what people who follow Jesus do. That's what Jesus told us to do. Okay, so thirdly, so it's a dunking underwater. Jesus told us to do it. But thirdly, it's this beautiful symbolic act, right? So bear with me because like, so we believe that God walking the planet in the person of Jesus 2,000 years ago eventually was crucified, killed, died, right? And if he'd just been a bloke who died, it wouldn't really have any significance for us, would it? But we believe that God is bigger, right, than all the evil and all the darkness in the world. And so three days later, after Jesus had died, God shows that he is bigger than all of that. And in ways that we've been trying to get our head around for centuries, the love and the sacrifice of God in Jesus breaks the hold of death, 
right, and darkness. And so when Jesus comes back to life again, he's saying that God's got the last word about everything, that we are set free from all the ways that we, like, struggle, we sin. That's a sort of Christian word for how we're not in tune with God and we make bad choices. And so now we're saying, do you know what? We're children of God, yeah? We, um, we can know God in a way that we couldn't before. So baptism is symbolic of that, right? It's symbolic of Jesus dying and rising again. And then it's also symbolic of what happens in us when we decide we're going to follow Jesus. We choose to say, do you know what? It's no longer just about me. I'm going to die to what I thought was right. And I'm going to now choose a rebirth to live following Jesus, being a new person, empowered by God's spirit. So baptism's in the water. It is... Uh, dying maybe to life before and being reborn as a child of God. But then also, it's something that we would call a sacrament, right? Which is just a posh word for meaning it's a way that God meets with us and reveals himself to us. So it's not just like, oh, that's a nice symbol, off we go. We believe that when Karen goes in the water today, when Elise goes in the water, God's going to meet with them yeah and they've started a journey of faith with him but he is gonna like meet them in that today and do something special it's a spiritual encounter with God so I hope that clears up a little bit what's gonna happen we are gonna dunk them it's gonna be symbolic of new life symbolic of what Jesus did it's also going to be a time for them to meet with God and then afterwards we'll pray for them but so what's gonna happen straight after me is Elise is gonna come up and she is going to share her story. And then we're going to hear a song that means a lot to her. We're going to listen to that together. And you are invited to join in. And then Karen is going to come up and share her story of faith. And uh, later on in the service, we're going to hear Karen's choice of song. What is it, Karen? What was your choice? Amazing grace. Excellent. And then we're going to baptize Elise. Then we're going to baptize Karen. And then those that are good friends, church leaders, youth leaders, good family and friends of Karen and Elise, we're going to invite you to come and pray for them. And we're going to pray that God's spirit will speak to them. And we're going to pray blessings on them. Does that make sense? Okay, good. And the la- so the last thing to say is when the baptisms happen, if you are, like, if there's any children here and you want to come closer to the front to see what's going on, if you're family and friends you want to see, do come down. It is also going to be up on the screen. Okay, so I'd like you each time Karen and Elise come up to share their story to give them a big whoop and a big clap because this is a really nerve-wracking thing to do. So you're ready, Elise? Ready? Ready? Come on. Up we come. Come on. feel a little bit sick. (laughs) Hi, I'm Elise, if you didn't know, um, and this is my testimony. I've never not known Jesus. He's always been a bit of a necessity. I wake up in the morning and I feel a bit sick, so I talk to him. I find a lesson or test hard, I talk to him. I find it tricky to sleep, I talk to him. I've been raised in a Christian family, and I believe, I always have believed, and I always will believe. I think of God as a friend, like... I could talk, I could tell him anything, and he will, and I know he will always listen. I can ask for protection, and I know he will give it. 
I think life without God is meaningless, almost empty. I can't quite remember when it was, but I think I was with my mum upstairs praying before bed and, I, and talking about what it meant to have Jesus in our lives. I prayed for Jesus to come into my life, but I can't remember what I said. At Spring Harvest before lockdown, I prayed it again when I was waiting to be prayed with. When I was waiting to be prayed with, I felt a tingly sensation in my hands, which was weird. Then at wildfires May, in May half term, what then in wildfires in May half term, I, I went there and it was probably the most exciting version of church I've ever been to. They had lots of live music and amazing speakers who inspired me to pray more. As I began to pray more, I got a picture of a dove which I shared at a prayer meeting. I was almost, I was also thinking about baptism at the time, not in a serious way, but as something to bear in mind. A couple months later, I shared the picture again, to, uh, and my nan interpreted it as baptism. For me, that's what confirmed me to get baptised. The picture I shared was of a person with white light shining on them and a dove landing on their head. Originally, I thought this might be about baptism because a dove lands on Jesus' head when he gets baptised. My biggest inspiration is my family as they told me all about Jesus. I think in the future I really want to be more involved in the church and get the youth's voice out there like Jen does. I would also like to have more prophecies and pictures for people like the dove. The song I've chosen is Born Again because it relates, because it's, a baptism, it's happy and it relates to baptism. I like the line, brought out of the desert and drowned in the power of love. For me, baptism isn't saying I understand everything. It's the first step in an exciting journey. <laughs> I was running around broken hearted I was sinking so fast I couldn't last Falling apart and You could have run away Leaving me there in my shame Leaving me fighting my pain But you made a better way
Are you ready, Karen? Ready? Big whoop and cheer for Karen. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Hello everyone. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Karen and I volunteer at Lunchbox as well as help with teas and coffees on Sundays. I was born at St. Mary's Hospital in Manchester, which is a world-renowned premature baby unit, in 1956 at 31 weeks and was not expected to survive, but here I am. <laughs> I suppose I am what you'd call a grow bag Christian, as I attended Sunday school as a preschool child. I was confirmed by the Church of England in my early teens and continued to attend different churches until my late teens. And then while I was studying, I ended up had got a part-time job to help. And that was on a Saturday and a Sunday morning. So, I worked, with, yeah, I worked weekends in an old person's home to help fund my studies. From age 10 to 20, I went to various churches due to lots of churches closing in the late 60s and early 70s. I met my husband in 1987 and said that I wanted to get married in church because otherwise we wouldn't be married. During, and then I had Becky in 91 and her little sister in 94 after several miscarriages. Um, during a serious breakdown in 2002, I stopped attending church but continued with house group until that closed due to the leader's health problems. I moved to Lowestoft in 2017 where I met Paula and Angie at Knit and Natter. I attended the over 60s Christmas dinner, got involved with Lunchbox, and then finally plucked up the courage to attend church again after arranging to meet Angie in the car park. I also went to Rita and Jim's house group and attended Alpha several times throughout my years. So after many years of being involved with Witten and church, I feel now is the right time to be baptized and to be made anew and be filled with the Holy Spirit and to become a member here at LRBC. Thank you. Okay, Elise and Karen, we're going to do it now, right? We're ready. So what's going to happen, I'm going to get in the water. If anyone would like to gather around, any of the children, young people would like to come down the front, just reiterate again, if you're going to take pictures, please don't get any of the other children in the pictures. I'm going to test the water. It's not bad, it's not bad. It's gonna be a bit nippy on the belly. 
no, it's all right. So the only thing, lovelies, is I need to see these words. So if you could step back a tiny bit, I need to be able to see them. Okay, so we're going to have Elise first. So before people get in the pool, we give them, we ask them a final question. So here it is, Elise. In case you didn't know, uh, Leon and I get the privilege of baptizing Elise today. She's our daughter, and it's a real honor. So, and Maya's here, aren't you, me? You're watching. So, Elise, having shared your story of faith, do you still want to get baptized? Brilliant. Slowly come in. Daddy will come in too. Okay, so I just have a few questions that I'm going to ask Elise, and I'll ask Karen as well in a bit. So Elise, having said out loud today that you have turned towards God and away from all that keeps you apart, and that you have faith in Jesus Christ now and for the future, do you promise with God's help, not on your own, but with God's help to follow Jesus and to serve him in the community of his church, this one at the minute, but wherever he might lead you in the future. Yes, brilliant. And so, if you put your hands up here, yeah, all right, legs together, okay. So, it says to say my brother or sister, but that would be weird because you're my daughter, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> so, my daughter, Elise, based on your declaration of faith in Jesus and in the presence of this gathered community of people who love you, your friends from school, your family, your church family, Daddy and I now baptize you at your own request in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we're going to make Elise and Leon linger there in the cold now for a minute. But Karen, Karen and Angie. Angie had been adamant she wasn't getting in this water. <laughs> so Karen, before you come in, I have a question for you. Having shared your story of faith, do you still want to be baptised? Excellent. It's, it's not the warmest, is it? It's a little bit nippy around the belly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Angie. 
Is this what water feeds? <laughs> so, Karen, here we go. So, having said out loud today that you have turned towards God and away from all that keeps you apart, and having said that you have faith in Jesus Christ now and for your future, do you promise, with God's help, not on your own, you do this with God's help, to follow Jesus? Good. And to serve him for all time in the community of his church that be here now and wherever he may call you. Yes. Fabulous. And so, my sister in Christ, Karen, based on your declaration of faith in Jesus Christ and in the presence of this gathered community of people who love you, your family, your church family, your friends, and at your own request, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So what we're going to do now is just invite friends, family, um, people that particularly know Elise and Karen to come and gather around. So um, the young people and children, if you want to, in, unless you especially want to stay to pray with them, if you want to move back a little bit, so we've got some space for other people. And then we're going to come round here somewhere. So if you want to come and pray and lay hands on Karen and Elise, please come over. Can you hear me? Um, Elise, I had a picture while we were praying before the service, which I'd like to share with you now. Um, it was a picture of a field, and there was a gate, like a fence and a gate, and the, and the door of this gate opened, and the side where you were standing was just like grass, but up past this gate was just like a field of snow, and so I just think it just reminded me that God, like, takes everything in your life that's been bad and not good, and he washes you clean, and he makes you white like snow. And so I just wanted to share that with you. Amen.
Oh, Elise, I remember when you were a tiny baby <laughs> years ago and how amazing it is that you're here today. What an inspiration to young people with your faith. It's really excellent and quite moving. So we just, we love you, Elise, and we pray that you will have that faith will only continue to grow in your life and you will be a light to other people. So we thank you, Lord, for Elise, and we know that you'll be with her on the rest of her journey with you. Amen. Lord, I just pray for Elise. I thank you, Lord, for the sensitivity she has to you that has grown to bring her to this point today. Lord, we do pray that she will walk in purity, as that picture of the snow says, Lord, that she will know you in such a deep way and that her light will shine to all her friends, Lord, and her family and all those around, around her, Lord, in a deeper way as the days go on. And Lord, she will know you so deeply in her heart through all the days of her life. And you will show her the path of life, Lord, and bring her into fullness of joy. Amen. So Elise, we just ask, we say, God, please would you fill Elise with your spirit this morning? Would you fill her in a way that she hasn't known before, that she would know your love and your presence and your care and your joy and the identity that you give her, not just in her mind, but deep in her heart? Would she... Would you bring out your gifts in her? As she said, she wants to be able to have pictures and prophecies for people. God, would you bring that out in her? Uh, would you seal in her heart that she is a child of the King? And would you enable her to walk each day with you? Amen. Okay. Right. Karen. Anyone from the Witten team, from house groups, family that want to come over? Father God, I just want to thank you for Karen's faithfulness. Father, I thank you that today um, she's been cleansed anew and she can walk in a new life with you today. Father, let's just rejoice with Karen. Thank you for all that she is to so many people. And to see her face shining when she came up out of the water was just amazing, Lord. And we just thank you uh, for her story and how she has just got to this place today. May you continue to walk with her on this path, Lord, and keep her strong and to just keep her um, within your care, Lord. Help her in the days ahead, as sometimes it might be difficult. But, Lord, we just ask you... Um, to just continue to be with her. Thank you, Lord, um, for her faith, for her family, and for her to share her faith with lots of other people, Lord, around her, without her probably even realising. Help her, Lord, to continue to do that. In your name, amen. Dear Lord and most merciful Father, we just thank you for this person whose name is Karen, she is now a child of God. She has accepted you as her father, and she will follow in his footsteps and let him guard and guide her in all her ways as she continues 
to see him as a father for her figure, for her. God bless her in everything that she does. And we lay this prayer at your feet, Lord, because now she's in your family, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. Lord, it's a thrill, a privilege that we're able to meet in this way for these two lovely young people. Well, one young person, another one a little older. But Lord, we just thank you. Just 21. But Lord, we just want to thank you for the privilege of knowing Karen, the way that you've led and guided her in her life. And most importantly, Lord, that now she is in fellowship with you. She's obeyed that instruction to be baptized. And Lord, it's just the beginning. And Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, that right now you would come upon her in power. That Lord, she may know that you're with her in all aspects of life, in every circumstance of life. That you will be with her and bless her and use her for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Father, just as we close, Karen, I, um, I prayed for you this morning, and I saw a picture uh, in my mind of, of a, a gorgeous dog on a lead, and then it was let off the lead, and it was just running so happily through this field. And, and I just felt like today was going to be the day where, like God says, I'm, gonna, I'm just going like, to take you off the lead. Those things that have, have held you back, I'm going to break them and give you that freedom today. And so, Holy Spirit, would you do that work in Karen today? Would you just unclip that lead, give her that freedom where she needs it from things that have held her back. God, we speak your love and your freedom and your spirit over her. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we all go and get dry, the band's going to lead us in uh, some more worship. So uh, I'll hand you back over to Liz. I never cease to get blown away from the fact that 2,000 years ago we had a saviour who died on the cross for us and 2,000 years later we've still got people giving their lives to Christ. I can't get over that except the fact that it didn't end with Jesus dying on the cross. We serve a living saviour because three days later he rose, he rose again and we've got people like Esther, sorry, Elise and Karen giving their lives to a living, risen saviour. And however long I've been a Christian, it doesn't stop me getting blown away by that fact. And so let's pray, and then we're going to worship, and then I'm going to, I don't know, we'll do what we do. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that it didn't end with Jesus dying on the cross. I thank you that three days later he rose again, that gave us all the hope that we ever need of eternity. We thank you for Elise and for Karen and for their witness to you and for the fact that 2,000 years after Jesus rose, you are still reaching out and touching people's hearts and lives. We pray especially that you would be a real blessing upon their life and that their witness today and their witness in the future would continue to grow your kingdom here on earth until we meet you in heaven. Amen. So... 
In a minute, we're going to stand up. We're going to sing a couple of songs while they're getting dry. Um, Esther did an amazing explanation on baptism. And Elisa's song that was incredible did exactly the same. It really explained baptism really well. And the next song that we're going to sing is to do with what we believe as Christians. So if you're kind of here and going, I don't really kind of get some of this stuff, this is fundamentally what we believe in a song. So please stand and join with us.
believe in the virgin birth. I believe in the saints' communion and in your holy church. I believe in the resurrection when Jesus comes again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will Shine through the shadows, burn light. 
from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Let's pray. So, Heavenly Father, that is our prayer this morning. That as Christians, we speak Jesus to all we meet. We ask that Elise and Karen would be real witnesses for you, speaking Jesus over situations, speaking Jesus over their friends, speaking Jesus to the people they meet. Heavenly Father, just as uh, we invite Jen up onto the stage to share her thought for the day, I pray that you'll be with her, that you'll bless her and help us all to understand what she has to say. So calm her nerves and give her your words to say. In Jesus' name, amen. fall over if I tried. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that short, Andy. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. I kind of got into that worship a bit there, so um, I just kind of need to catch my breath a bit. Um, I'm hoping my mic wasn't on while I was singing, <laughs> because um, although I'm happy to stand up here and talk, I don't think you guys would like to hear my singing voice. So if you don't know, my name's Jen. I work for the church as the youth... Um, youth leader, youth specialist. Um, I hang out with the young people and I have a great time. And so I just um, prepared a really short reflection for this morning. Is this okay? Um, because we've already been greatly blessed by a time of worship and with hearing the baptism, hearing the baptisms, seeing the baptisms and hearing the testimonies 
of Karen and Lee. So I thought I'll just do a short reflection for this morning. Karen and Elise shared very different stories, but perhaps you notice that both had this message of hope throughout, a hope of what is ahead with Jesus at their side. For baptism, to me, is exactly that, a sign that because of Jesus, we can have a new hope. I wonder what you're hoping for this season, for it's right to be hopeful Our hearts were created to be filled with hope. But in today's world, the reality is that our hearts can get distracted. And so I ask you, what does your heart hope for in this season? I wonder if any of these things I'm going to read out ring true for you. I hope I get what I want for Christmas. I hope England win the World Cup this year. I hope my family will visit me at Christmas. I hope I can afford to buy gifts. I hope I can be free of addiction. I hope I remember all the sizes of my grandchildren. I hope there's no homework over the Christmas break. I hope they'll sing Silent Night at the carol service. I hope my neighbor isn't lonely. I hope my house is full of visitors. I hope I get to see my dad. I hope Christmas is magical. I hope I can help them to see how real God is. I hope his light shines in the darkness. I hope my heart prepares him room. And so I wonder, what does it look like for you, for your heart to prepare him room? For your heart to prepare Jesus room in this season? Some of you might know that today is the beginning of Advent. It doesn't mean that you can open your chocolate windows. You have to wait until Thursday to do that. But Advent is this period of anticipation of Christ's birth, where we lead up to Christmas. It's a period of hopeful waiting for the coming of Jesus, and the period where we prepare for his coming. The word advent, I'm told, is derived from a Latin word adventus, which means coming. It's a time when Christians are encouraged to remember Jesus' first coming, when he was born as a baby in a manger, and the anticipation of his second coming when he will return in glory. Hope in that very first Christmas and hope in his return. And so I ask again, I wonder what do your hearts hope for? For it is good to have hope. Hope is this thread that runs throughout the Bible. And when I did a search on it, I found that there was 187 Bible verses that speak about hope. I'm not going to read them all out, don't worry. But it does tell us that hope is something that we are meant to hold on to. It's given to us by God, and we were created to hope. 
And so I've got four things that I believe to be biblical, biblical, biblical truths for why I think and why I believe that we were created to hope. The first is that Christian hope is expectant. It isn't casual or fluffy. It isn't a wondering, but rather hope is an anticipation for what God will do. The Psalms speak of an expectant hope for deliverance. And Isaiah assures us that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Karen and Elise have today expressed an expectant hope for what God will do in their lives as they continue walking with Jesus. They have been set free and their strength will be renewed. The second truth that I believe is that hope demonstrates our trust in God. Scripture warns us many times about putting our hope and our trust in anything other than him, God. We are warned not to put our trust in worldly treasures, in riches and idols, or even in our own abilities, but instead we are to put our hope and our trust in the promises of the word of God. And that is a hope that Elise and Karen today can say, I hope so, because God says so. The third truth is that hope connects with our faith. The book in the Bible, Hebrews, tells us that faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. A Christian's hope is rooted in his faith, or her faith, and goes beyond what we can see or understand. It's in faith that Christ himself becomes our hope. And Karen and Elise demonstrate that they can walk by faith because they are confident in what they hope for. And the fourth truth is that hope sustains. You know, life, it's messy and it's painful and it can feel like there's hurt and anxieties and worries and fears and darkness and anger all around us. But when we place our trust and our hope in God, that he knows the plans for us, it is then that our hope sustains us through those times. Karen and Elise have both spoken about a time when they have relied on Jesus in the messiness or uncertainty of the waking up and not knowing. And it's during these times that their hope in Jesus sustains them. I said at the beginning that today is the start of Advent, the period where we prepare for the coming of Jesus a time when our hearts prepare him room. And so I don't know about you, but in the season of Advent, I hope my heart prepares him room. Amen. Okay, we're going to finish our time with, uh, together with a couple more worship songs.
And the last song is Amazing Grace, which Karen has chosen. And then I'm going to stand up and pray, and then you can all go home for your Sunday lunch. So please stand and uh, let's worship together. You're the reason that I live, the reason that 
So if you've come here this morning, and something that Elisa said, or something that Karen said, or something that Jenna said, has touched you today, and you want to know a little bit more about this amazing grace and why we meet here every Sunday, then please don't go home without speaking to somebody. Go speak to Elise. Let her share her story with you. Go speak to Karen. So many people here have got stories to share of why we still follow a living, risen saviour. Come and find out a little bit more about this amazing grace that we sing about and we talk about. Stop laughing at me, Jen. (laughs) On that note, let's pray. So, Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you for all that you've done for us and you continue to do for us. Just be with us now this week. Take care of us, look after us, and help us to remember you on a day-to-day basis and help us to live our lives for you as we leave this place this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I do have an apology. I'm really sorry, but we forgot to give Karen and Elise some gifts from the church. So, um, Karen and Elise, do you want to just make your way? Jen's got Elise's and Carol's got Karen's. So, yeah, these are with love from London Road.